step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with an interaction and intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and often participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. We do not let the publicly skewed loud voices of a few political liars drown out the justified demand for life, liberty, and the truth. You will not hear any political correctness, nor will you Will we run from any of the issues? We'll take the challenge head on because each of us will do all in our power to save America from its obvious destruction from within, beginning with the Muslim in chief who obviously hates America. And if you have any comment for any one of us on the show, our call-in number is one three four seven eight two six. 7,400. You know, a democracy can only exist until the people discover they can vote themselves money or gifts given generously out of the public treasury. From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidate promising the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that democracy always collapses over a loose physical policy to be followed by dictatorship. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. These nations have progressed through the sequence from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith faith to great courage, from courage to liability, from liability to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back to bondage. We must return to our republic. Now, we've got a commander-in-chief in the White House which we refer to him as Muslim-in-Chief on this radio program, he has more devils in his woodwork and backing than any that we've ever seen. Will the Republicans who have taken back the Senate and kept the House keep their promises? Are they going to do what the American people want, which is to get rid of the crushing policies of the Obamunist, supported by his companion and cohort, Harry Reid and gang? Are there any devils left in hell? Or did Obama hire them all away from hell? He got one of his wishes to take place. The news media has stop talking about ISIS that reflected some of his uh, what you call the complete stupidity from the Obama man. Barack Hussein Obamanist is in a multicolored shadow emulating Lenin and Stalin. He's always creating flashes to keep the eye off himself or his true Muslim objectives for America. Why on earth would Obama order a Port Authority police who are responsible for his safety when he arrives at the Newark airport not to carry firearms, especially when he knows 
that he has many enemies and security has been breached in the recent past, that such an action would make the police shooting gallery targets. Why would Obama order 3,000-plus troops to Ebola-infected American nations when they would be subject to uh, contracting the disease? Why wouldn't Obama shut down travel from and into Ebola-infected American uh, American nations, as many other countries have already done, he would have to have a plan of infecting millions of Americans when those soldiers came back home. Why Obama, who supposedly is so concerned with health care, not do his best to protect this country from Ebola and other dangerously infectious diseases by at least closing the borders? Why would Obama reduce our troops to pre-World War II levels when our national safety is being threatened by Islamic extremists who have declared war on us? Why would Obama refuse to call ISIS an Islamic invader when the first I of the ISIS stands for Islamic? Why would Obama, in Section 203 of page 496, in parts B and D of the Health Care Act, H.R. 3590, create an unconstitutional private army now called the Ready Reserve Corp., which he can draft and demand to serve under his direct rule as a medical corp when we already have a military force capable of handling such emergencies. Do you begin to see why we here on this radio program say Obama's intention is to invoke martial law at some point to stay in power? I do not know why he has announced after the Senate was taken back by the Republicans that he intended to use executive power to give universal amnesty to illegals in this country. It certainly sounds as if he believes he is the king of America already. Why would Obama and his administration call the Fort Hood massacres workplace violence when by doing so he deprives the injured from receiving the benefits they need? Why would Obama negotiate a deal to free Bo Bergdahl, a traitor in his own right, and leave Sergeant uh, to more Rishi uh, languishing in a Mexican jail for more than seven months? Why would Obama order airstrikes in Iraq when all reports tell us they are doing absolutely nothing? It would seem that he is using the bombing as a smokescreen and making certain that his Muslim brothers are protected while the, they behead and rape and kill all who disagree with him? Why would Obama tell the world that the United States is not a Christian nation any longer? Why would Obama and Attorney General Eric Holder tell state attorney generals that they did not have to defend the Defense of Marriages Acts and any bans on same-sex marriage? or any other law Obama holder disagreed with in their states? Why would Obama shut down the uh, NASA's space shuttle program and tell them their new objective was Muslim outreach and informing the world of all the Muslim accomplishments in science, that is, if they can find any? Then we hitch a ride with our silent enemy, Russia, to feed our astronauts on our space station? Why would Obama tell the world that global warming was a fact when 31,487 American scientists, including 9,029 with PhDs, signed a petition to reject global warming as fiction and even went as far as saying that there is substantial scientific evidence 
that the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere can actually be beneficial to plant and animal life on Earth. Do you see some of the sellout technique from the anointed global warming freak himself, Al Gore, now showing up in the Obamunist? Why would Obama promote the president's rural council that would significantly hinder farmers across the nation by absurd regulations such as requiring anyone that operated any farm equipment to have a CDL license? He hates America. Why would Obama tell the nation that he will circumvent Congress with his pen and phone when he took an oath to preserve and protect the Constitution that requires he go through Congress? Why would Obama protect Eric Holder from facing congressional tribunal regarding fast and furious if he is so against illegal firearms? What would Obama, why would Obama not insist that Lois Lerner be investigated for her abuse of power? Why would Obama and Eric Holder not try to to calm things down in the Ferguson area instead of doing their best to throw wood on that fire? Why would Obama spend 20 years in a church where there's a radical pastor who also baptized his children that he doesn't agree with now? Do you believe that? Now, I'm sure that I left out a few things, but the sheer volume and nature of the list actually answers many questions. That is, except for one. Are there any devils left in hell? Or are they all part of the Obamianist administration? Remember, Obama chose a spin doctor, not a real doctor, as Ebola czar. He was a longtime Democratic insider. Ron Klain is his Ebola czar who amounts to nothing more than a a politicalization of the world health crisis and further assurance that the virus will spread throughout America while the rest of the other nations sent medical experts. Obama sent U.S. troops. We were warned many years ago about what takes place on every November 4th in America that warning came from a a great leader and I love this and I've played it on several radio programs but it still reigns true today. One side in this campaign has been telling us that the issues of this election are the maintenance of peace and prosperity. The line has been used, we've never had it so good. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I I help you, you help me. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. The the key point I'm making right now is that the economy is moving in a positive direction. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. You're telling me we got to go spend money to keep from going bankrupt? The answer is yes, I'm telling you. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months, and now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We're going to raise the debt limit. Uh, We always have. Uh, We will do it again. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. I have been informed that the majority plans to block consideration of uh, this amendment, which is number 1367, regarding the transparency at the Federal Reserve. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. It said that China has now surpassed Japan as the U.S. government's largest creditor, owning at least 10% of all U.S. debt, perhaps as much as $700 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. 
President Obama is expected to face tough questions over the U.S. decision to pump $600 billion freshly printed dollars into its economy. Now, the move is an attempt to revive the country's finances, but will result in the devaluation of the dollar. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. We've got to give them a stake in creating the kind of uh, uh, world order that I think all of us would like to see. And it's been said if we lose that war, and in so doing, lose this way of freedom of ours. You'll construct a legal regime to make indefinite detention legal. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. <laughs> Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. For some trips, it'll be faster than flying, without the pat-down. Anna was, was picked to go through. Pretty much everybody except the baby was, was picked to go through uh, the, the scanner. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. Damn America! That's in the Bible! Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan better than we can plan them ourselves. I've got a core set of values that uh, I think have to be advanced. Um, and and I, my individual salvation depends on uh, our collective salvation. You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. We had an election, and it was about a direction for our country. And regardless of their sincerity, their humanitarian motives, those who would trade our freedom for security have embarked on this downward course. In this boat harvesting time, they use terms like the great society. Or, as we were told a few days ago by the president, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. E pluribus unum, out of many, one. In the end, in the end, that's what this election is about. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. It, over the course of ten years, it would cost what it would cost us. It, it, <laughs> all right. Okay. We're going to. The, it would cost us about the same as it would cost. Absolutely amazing. And each and every time I play that, it rings so very true. Come in, Dr. Mark Davis, and give me your thoughts. It's an excellent opening to what will be a great show today. And people should listen in. We have much to talk about, about politics, about Ebola, about ISIS, about drones, and other things. Uh, first, uh, good morning, David. Have a great day, I hope, uh, coming forward. The, what we saw in the Congress was a landslide. Though the left don't consider it, the Republican landslide cascaded across this country into state legislatures. Uh, I think it's 32 governors. One may be up for grabs right now. Um, 32 governors, that's something we have a majority. And we have almost enough to get a constitutional amendment across uh, the country. We need 36 states to get that done. So we have a House that's full of Republicans, a Senate majority right now with more to come, with a couple elections to be uh, decided. So so that that's a good thing. We have a president who's obstinate, narcissist, who is demanding that he will control what he will control. There's no compromise in his voice, though he says he will work with the Republicans. He said that at the end of the day he will use his executive orders to do whatever he wants, when he wants, and what he wants. And that's the wrong thing and the wrong way to, to approach. Now, uh, McConnell from uh, Kentucky, I believe, won overwhelmingly there, but his ideas are antiquated, and we need new leadership in the Senate, and I would say in the leadership, uh, I think Boehner needs to go in the House. Boehner has been ineffective in that position, though they keep voting him back in. Uh, and so that's it. Nancy Pelosi, 
who is the minority leader right now, is refusing to give up power there, but I don't I don't think that's going to be for very long. Harry Reid has another couple of months to go in his position, and with the lame duck president, they could do a lot of damage by January 3rd when the new Senate sworn in. So we have to be very, very careful what's going on there right now. The president is threatening immigration reform through executive orders, folks. That means that means we're going to be paying their hospital bills, we'll be paying their hotel bills, their medical bills all over the place. Uh, entitlements are going to go through the roof. They're going to displace American people from jobs. I didn't say they're bad people, but they're going to be taking out jobs. Why he? Why is the uh, president so anti-American? And may go back to his roots. And may go back to his childhood. I don't know. There's a psychology behind all this. He mentions the one world order. What one world order? There's no one world. Everybody's going in their own direction in this world, and we need to go in ours. And right now. We have a war going on, whether we like it or not, in the Middle East with ISIS. We have an Ebola crisis that Obama has created by his own, by allowing these people in. Uh, so we have a lot of things to do, and these discussions will go forward as we go forward with this radio show today. What are your thoughts, David? Absolutely. I, you know, when he allowed all of the kids to jump on top of those rail cars and come from all of the southern countries up and even through Mexico, not just in Mexico, but through Mexico. You know, normally when you enter Mexico and you're illegal, they deport you immediately. They don't even ask right. questions. But they allowed the strength to come all the way across with all of these thousands of kids on top because Obama wanted to use the thing that actually is a detriment to our society, and that is we have to be, uh, we have to show kindness to the world. We have to accept responsibility, send money, take in all of their sick people, provide all of the health care, and give in to any uh, demand, because we are politically correct. Now, that's the stupid part of what we are here in America. We've bought in to that progressive political correctness. We've got to correct that ourselves. And part of it happened on November 4th. Unfortunately, we've got some Republican and name-only folks up there, and yeah. and Dr. Davis mentioned the one that might be uh, controller of the Senate. However, we still have hope that there might be some real men over there that are going to take that back. But hopefully we can grow up and get rid of the political correctness and call uh, a terrorist a terrorist, so to speak, and that we are at war with Islam, not uh, with uh, a a made-up story coming from the Muslim in chief. Obama. War. Obama is at war with America right now. He is at war with America. He's doing everything to dissociate himself from the American ideals, the American thoughts. Uh, we need to control Obama. We have the power now. We, meaning the Republicans and the conservatives, whether they will control him or not, I don't know. Many people on the social medias are calling for his impeachment, and there's many reasons to do that. But again, it may tie down the Senate and the House uh, against other things that they need to do right now. If they start a uh, an impeachment process, it's very time-consuming. Nothing else will get done. So I don't know where they're going to go with that. Right now we're in danger from Ebola that's been put on the back pages of the newspapers. It's still present. Uh, this morning there was a report out of New York City that uh, three times the number of people are being followed now up there potential uh, exposure to Ebola. And if that's happening in New York, it's happening around the country as well. The president has asked for $6.8 billion to fight Ebola, both here in the country and outside the country. Why should we be fighting Ebola in this country in the first place? It's insane. It's crazy. The president has to be stopped. His policies are bad. If this immigration reform goes forward, we're all in trouble. Every one of us are in trouble. I think that may be the tipping point where impeachment may come down the line. They asked Ted Cruz the other day who will be the majority leader in the Senate. Ted Cruz smartly said, he said, that we're going into the caucuses and we'll find out. And that that's the way it should be. And I hope and pray, and I don't wish any harm on Mitch McConnell, but I hope they get rid of him. His ideas are just too far uh, out there. And uh, he he's a central line uh, 
conservative. He will not uh, with, go over to the the more uh, the younger groups that are coming in who want to get agendas fastly done, and and he's not going to go for that. And you could see it. He asked. He's asked about corporate uh, taxes. He's asked about uh, trade, all kinds of stuff. He has a very weak agenda of his own. He he thinks he's the big cheese, and I don't think he's the big cheese anymore. What do you there's think? There's five hundred plus. There's five hundred plus uh, bills that came from the House that was sitting yeah. on Harry Reid's desk. Yeah. Do you think any of those are going to be responded to and and brought before the Senate? I would hope so, because therein lies one of the keys, and that is. Who did we elect this time? Now, there is a whole lot of misstatement out there, and it always comes from the left. And we are involved in a totalitarian government created by the Democrats, and we need to destroy that and get back to our republic. Freedom is no more than one generation away from extinction. And the great man himself said that, President Reagan. We have got to stand up, get the kahunas to take back our country. And if we have some rhinos, which means Republican in name only, up there, we need to fire their asses just like we do the others. They work for us. We, the people, are the leader of this country. We hire those representatives up there to represent us, not to invent and to break laws and make laws only for us, and to and to take our guns so that uh, only the illegal people are going to have guns. Do you think anyone who is a criminal gives a crap about a law? They're going to have the guns. They keep on uh, attacking the gun rights of law-abiding citizens. We got to pick up these guns. That's why why we have so much gun violence. That's yeah. horseshit. We are having violence because we have criminals out there. There's less violence in the yeah. areas where we have legal possession of guns. Yeah. Look at the most gun control place in the world up there in in uh, Chicago, the crime capital of the world. We've got to understand why Obama is creating all these little crises. He wants to get martial law and to bring in the what he calls his core, his medical core, to go and attack Americans and remain in power. That is my thought, and I know it was Michael Talley's as well. We agree on that. I know that's what his agenda is in my heart. And it's the reason why he doesn't pay any attention to who's elected over there. He he stood up before the election and says, what's on the, the, the agenda for the uh, Democrats is all of my agenda. That's what they're running on. It doesn't you matter know- if they're running from me. My agenda is what is being elected. And He did not really give a crap who was elected or thrown out because he just told the American people that he he doesn't have time for Congress. He's got uh, an executive or a pen and a a phone, in other words, executive order ability. And he's going to start misusing it and abusing it even more than what he already has, by the way. He's been that executive order freak in the, in the uh, uh, White House, and he intends to really ramp that up. If you don't bring me a, a, uh, uh, a bill that I like, then I'll just use my executive power. He's already brought that to the attention of the American people. Just what I'm suggesting is the Democrats themselves, I've heard this on the left-wing media, may go to Obama and caucus with him and try to contain him. Because if they don't, there's rumblings amongst the younger sections of Congress, both in the House and Senate, to impeach this guy. I hope they can contain him. They did that during the Nixon time, uh, that the Republicans went to him and told him the, uh, the, the feeling, the intent of Congress about him, and he resigned after that a day later. So 
I don't think Obama is going to resign. Uh, he wants to stick it to the Republicans the best he can. He's not conciliatory. He will not compromise. And what you're seeing now is a president completely and utterly out of control who doesn't know how to manage the country, doesn't know how to manage the media. The media now, even the left-wing media, are weakening towards his stance. He used to be able to influence them. He's not able to do that anymore. There are a few psychos in the left-wing media still that they'll, they'll kiss his backside no matter what. But by and large now, people are waking up to the fact that Obama screwed this nation. He continues to screw this nation. He's on the wrong course. He has been on the wrong course for uh, six years. He has 26 months left in office. And the best thing that can happen is the Democrats themselves try to put chains on this guy, and if they can't put chains on this guy, the Republicans will. They'll defund everything, and they can do that. And they even even in the Senate, even though we don't have 66 votes, we can go through reconciliation and get enough votes to defund a lot of the Obama programs, including but not limited to Obamacare, which should be defunded. There are 40 new taxes in there and increases in co-payments and deduct, all kinds of things that were thrown in to punish in American society and made health care more expensive, less accessible, and what we have now is we're facing a health care crisis. We found out in the last week that 225,000 doctors will not participate in Obamacare. Yes, folks, $225,000 doctors and more to come. There are 897,000 practicing doctors than there are not uh, administrative doctors not practicing, which exceeds 900,000 if you add those guys in. But nevertheless, we have a country that's in turmoil, and Obama continues to stir the pot, just like the opening in uh, Macbeth, where the witches are stirring the pot. Well, we have the Satans now stirring the pot. That was very excellent what you mentioned uh, in your opening uh, lines there about uh, <laughs> Satan. He, he is Satan. And if people look at the cover of my book, Demons of Democracy, published a few years ago. It has a politician on there with horns with an American flag in the background burning. This is Satan, or this is satanic what he's doing. No doubt about it. And uh, what do you think, David? I hope that everybody understands that we are doing our level best to educate on this program. And I think the best tools that we have, all of the great information that you look out to delivering, uh, uh, Dr. Davis, we have got to educate. Now, I love to go back in history and let people see uh, what history is playing in today because I want insanity to be looked up by everyone. Now, it is true. Freedom is never more than one generation away, and I want everybody to listen right now to President Reagan's uh, thoughts on that. Our founding fathers. Here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since. Evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. You know, it's, it's a great... Great thought process, and I love history, and I especially love some of the things that President Reagan always brought to the attention. And he always realized that it was the American people, and it fault bears where action is denied. We're going to say this over and over. We're going to educate on this program. We are going to do our very level best to save this country, and the only way I can see that is that we educate. We're doing our level best here. We're doing a great job of it, by the way, and we have some wonderful people, part of this show, and Dr. Davis is one of the ultimate. And so 
Come back in, Dr. Davis. Give us some more of your projected well, thoughts. Let's isolate some of the subjects that we've talked about so far. Um, Congress is, is made up of 435 members. Uh, we have, I believe, 244 now. I could be wrong on that. I think a few uh, elections are still to be determined. And we added, uh, I think, 12 seats now in the Republican area. So we have we have a supermajority in there, and we can get a lot of things done. But I, I believe the younger guys want to get uh, go beyond what Boehner wants to do. Boehner sits on a lot of things. And Boehner's more friendly recently to Obama than he should be. He should be very dis- discouraging to Obama and tell him the way the, the sense of the Congress is going. They're not doing that. When Obama came out yesterday, riveted, determined, to get immigration reform done, he that's an anti-American policy. That's not immigration that benefits America. It's immigration that benefits Mexico and Central America and all those countries therefore. There are the, uh, the Canadians, on the other hand, they've gotten control of their immigration. They're seeing what bringing Muslims in and terrorists in and, uh, are happening because they're looking at their, the home country of England. They have third and fourth generation Muslims there, and they're seeing beheadings, they're seeing violence, they're seeing the mosque go up, and, and, and they're understanding what needs to be done. Many of the countries now don't want any Muslims anymore. They're closing their borders, they're becoming very strict to bringing these people in, especially Australia, uh, which is seeing its own little problems with the Muslim community. They are intent to disrupt the world in any way they can. They export terrorism. That's all the oil and terrorism is all they do. They have not invented anything in, in hundreds of years. They have not moved forward in many of those countries. They look like they're living uh, during the Renaissance period of time. And this, there probably was very little Renaissance in, in the Middle East back then. Warrior people, they continue to be warrior people. And they're predators. Israel recently uh, was bombed again and again. Now what they're doing in Israel, as an example, they're using a driver is driving into a crowd, a Muslim guy, just driving in a crowd, he's killing kids, old people, whoever they are, just to get to their 72 virgins. Well, I'll tell them, there's no 72 virgins for these people. Their intent of violence has to be quelched, and they're bringing it into this country. We've had two beheadings so far here in the last month and a half. That's just the beginning, folks. It's just the beginning. Muslims should be... Uh, controlled, and there are many, many excellent Muslims out there who don't do any of this stuff, but they're always silent. They're always quiet, and they need to speak up. If they don't yeah, well, speak up... I don't up, think they're good. I don't think they're good when they're silent. Excuse yeah, me. That's exactly right. In my opinion, they're, exactly. they're just... If, if you're not... If, yeah. If you're not uh, against something, yeah. then you're for it. Okay. If you're not standing up against yeah. something, you can you can placate that so many out there don't like yeah. this. How would you know that? You don't know because yeah. they're not saying anything. I think we are at war with Islam. That is yeah. not. That's a cult. That's not a religion. And there is no God that's going to say, "Here, let me." Uh, award you with these virgins if you'll go out and kill everybody that does not believe. Uh, Rolling back just a moment to the Ebola thing, the Obama administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have moved tamped down the worries over Ebola, even as a number of cases continue to accelerate. However, many doctors and researchers say there are ominous signs about the future regarding the deadly virus and, and uh, the experts there are several reasons to fear that and number one yeah. is U.S. hospitals are unprepared number two one form of Ebola has already mutated to an airborne disease and number three there is huge potential for the spread in Asia and number four the CDC predicts 1.4 million cases January, and number five, Ebola is transmissible by droplets, as you can sneeze, and somebody across the room is going to get it. Now, the six is the incubation period is long. Number seven, health workers have been infected despite protective equipment, so they don't have any protection there. Number eight, the Ebola virus can live up to 50 days on certain services. Yeah. So you can touch a doorknob or something and infect hundreds. Number nine, Ebola is incurable. 
and there is no known medical pharmaceutical treatment, but those of us in the wellness industry understand that no virus can live if you take the oligmatic silver. Now, I know that liberal economic policies kill, period. And my period means a whole lot more than the one from the Obamianists. What do you say? Well, this this point, for well, first, let me give the, the folks some background real quick. Ebola, there are five strands of Ebola. Four affect humans, one doesn't. The one that they call the Zaire version is simply called Ebola right now. It was identified in 1976. There have been a half a dozen major outbreaks until the most recent one that's killed over 5,000 people and accelerating. Most recent reports, the uh, outbreak in Liberia is decreasing a little bit. Uh, new cases are diminishing, but they're still occurring. So that, that's that. The uh, For 95% of the people, the incubation people, is between 3 and 21 days. For the rest, 98% uh, up to 41 days, they say. You mentioned how how the virus lives outside. That's correct. It it lives outside. The reservoir for the Ebola virus is the fruit bat. The fruit bat is is, uh, three three species of it in Africa that carry this, that they've found. They have RNA fragments, which are genetic fragments of the virus they carry. When they do, they're flying overhead. They drop droppings on food, and the other animals pick up the food, and they get the virus as well. Uh, how does how does the people get it? First, they may eat. They eat monkeys over there. We, we, we would, we're abhorrent eating monkeys, but they eat food that other animals have contracted, killed the animal, and contract. they get it at the burials of other people there. Now, until two weeks ago, two weeks ago, the CDC said, no, it's not airborne. Now, they, now they're saying it is airborne. Not only you could sneeze, you can cough, you could laugh, you could respire, and you could transfer it to somebody at close range, and it has to be repeated, at close range as far as we know. Now, they will say no. We say yes. That's how these people are getting it. How did those nurses get it in, in Texas? Because they were close range with these people. They had to carry it somewhere, and they were close pretty well. Their faces were masked, things like that, and they still got it. Okay, we had a stupid doctor coming from West Africa in New York who went to a bowling alley on the trains, on taxis, ate at restaurants and stuff, and finally admitted he had a problem, and they brought him into the hospital. He could have affected half of New York by that time. Because people, uh, if you have a train with two or 3,000 people on it, and you see how they're packed in New York City. I grew up there. Uh, so many people were exposed. They're saying so uh, many people in New York are being watched now. For Ebola. This never, ever should have happened. If they wanted to send those people over there, send them down to Guantanamo Bay, check them out for 21 days or whatever days they, they do, and then bring them back in the country. The enhanced screening at the airports is a big failure, and it's a big lie, too, because the temperature may not show up for weeks and weeks. So they're letting the people in there. And the small questionnaire that they're giving is just a dumb it's just a dumb uh, thing to do. And that the CDC director and the NIH director would go along with this is absolutely ridiculous. They should be fired immediately because they're following Obama's agenda to keep their jobs. And, and, and Obama knows nothing about health care, nothing about medicine. You're hearing it here on this radio show, uh, and it's very important to understand that you could be exposed to this thing. Don't say we're fear mongers. We're giving you information that is necessary to manage your lives here, and, and you should use it as such. You know, back you to the Muslim thing, we cannot drop the message any more powerful yeah. than we do right here on this radio program. In the wake of the two Islamic yeah. terror attacks in Canada a while yeah. back that killed two Canadian soldiers, some Muslim yeah. leaders are claiming that... Canada's Muslims, who are the biggest victims, the old uh, bugaboo, the Islamophobia backlash. Now, of course, Atlas Shrugs has a link uh, to a Muslim site that raises that fear, while Jihad Watch has has another that links to the past comments by Karen Armstrong, one of the biggest apologists for Islamic extremists in the West, this is what we always hear in the wake of any of the attacks against Western Westerners by terrorists. And the problem with the argument is that 
It has no real basis. In fact, since 9-11, the much-feared violent attacks against Muslims have not really manifested themselves. To be sure, suspicion, distrust, and, yes, dislike of Muslims have increased among an ever-increasing part of the population. It's only natural, given the horrors that are ongoing around the world and have now reached our shores, it is becoming increasingly impossible to shut down any open and honest discussion of that nature of Islam as an ideology above and beyond its status as a religion, such as what we do here on this program, as as targets of this uh, supremacist strain of Islam, if you want to call it that. If it is a strain at all and not a cult, we have every right to discuss this problem openly without regard to who's sensitive we may offend the sensitivity thereof. We don't give a crap, okay? We're going to talk about the truth. It's our task to separate ideology from the secular Muslim thought processes. So many people say there's some good ones out there, but they never stand up and say those Muslims are doing wrong by killing those people or whatever. After the 9-11, after 9-11 and the buildings came down, we understand that the Palestinians were dancing in the street. They were happy in Saudi Arabia, where 15 out of 19 of these hijackers came from, and so forth. We went into the wrong country. Saudi Arabia was the bad country, not Iraq. Iraq has bad, is bad for other reasons, and, and so forth. And Bush, unfortunately, Bush screwed it up really, really bad, and we lost to Congress in 2006. But... That's that's debatable how how people view that. But I would tell you the Muslims do not, in general, uh, in the Middle East, do not like America for many many reasons. And it goes back deeply to the 1960s and 50s, where the CIA came in and set up certain leaderships there, such as in Iran. The Shah of Iran was was backed by uh, him. So was Syria for a long time. Syria was backed Jordan, Lebanon. We we backed a lot of these countries, and we turned on them when it was a politically feasible, all the winds were in a certain direction. And when Obama came in and he, he tried to support the uh, the uh, leadership in, Iraq, in Egypt, Iraq, and the rest, he supports the leadership in a paradoxical way by pulling the troops out, by not leaving the troops there, by not, uh, not encouraging the, the uh, surge as, as he did, and so forth, which basically encourages these violent types to come on board. And ISIS evolved out of... Uh, the lackadaisical ways that Obama uh, governed governed here and his international policy as well. So that that's a that's a really big problem for this country. We need strong leadership. Uh, we don't have it in, in terms of international policy. People do not believe this country could lead anymore. They're looking more to Russia, to China. Imagine that. We're looking to Putin to, to lead the world. And he's doing uh, a good job in terms of his his likability. In his country, he's liked like 95%, if you can believe those polls here. Obama's liked by about 40%. Uh, what do we have now? We have a non-president. We have a suit that walks across the the, uh, the tarmac, if you will. And that's what we have. It's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah it's incredible, but there's so much truth to everything that, that you're saying. It's powerful, and people really need to start standing up and paying attention. I think the the tidal wave, if you will, was started with this election. I think that we have some some co-Americans out there that are standing with us, and I say us here on this radio program because we are strong Americans and we are simply, we disregard the weak Americans who are simply voting for the person who can give them the most. That is a total annihilation, a destruction of America, and everybody knows that the government does not make money. It prints money and takes money from others. That's why businesses hightailed it out of this country. We used to have a saying that was made in America, and the world loved it. They wanted to purchase anything from America. Now you can't hardly see a car on a road that's not made somewhere else by some other country. There are reasons for that. It's not the idea that 
that uh, what Obama keeps talking about, well, we've got to regulate these uh, uh, companies like the coal industry. We'll regulate them out of business. Well, what he means is we're going to destroy America. Come on, we just got through talking about the uh, uh, carbon dioxide being the helpful thing for the universe, and scientists, thousands, 31,000-plus, saying it is a complete farce, a scam for the Al Gore industry to come aboard. We've got to, to learn ourselves. Now, this is education. Learn ourselves and then realize when we are being lied to and when that despicable evidence is put out there that proves that we are being lied to, I want us to be put our big boy and big girl pants on and act accordingly. There, We have got a liar-in-chief. There is no question about it. He's trying to destroy this country, and he's doing an amicable job of it because we, the people, are going to always be held accountable because we have not looked up the word insanity. We keep doing the same things over and over and each time expecting a different outcome. Hopefully this registration of November 4th and electing the opposite party, hopefully it's going to now play a larger role in our country's resurrection Okay, we want this country back, and we're not going to allow it to slip over the cliff and be destroyed. We've got to have the potential of adults and stop passing the buck and being able to say our generation is going to be known for the selfish generation, folks. It's not going to be known as the greatest generation, as our four uh, parents have, uh, you know, passed the country on to us. We're known by being the, the greatest generation. We are the selfish generation. Now, that is an absurd and a complete embarrassing thing, and we've got to realize it. We've got to grow up. We've got to take the reins and to realize that you cannot print money and you cannot create jobs with government, even though we have Hillary Clinton saying the corporations don't create jobs, government does. Well, let me warn you. When government creates a job, that's not a job, that's a tax. Okay? You had to pay more taxes to give this person a, what they quote, unquote, job to go regulate business out of this country. Can you imagine having a farmer to have to provide a CDL license in order to operate his tractor. Come on, there's that's a small one, but there's hundreds of thousands of episodes of where regulators on top of regulators are regulating the same thing, and they're simply, they got their government job. The government can't run a post office. Why in the hell would we want to take their word for running one-sixth of the economy, health care. It's incredible. David, I wrote an article uh, just yesterday. Larry Hogan, a new uh, new leadership for, for Annapolis, he's the new governor. He was a long shot to get in. He won by about 80,000 votes here. He's a Republican guy, the uh, Afro-American guy running. He was a nice guy. He was in the reserves for 30 years and stuff is a complete fool in terms of managing government. He he was running the uh he was assistant governor at the time running the health care exchange, lost two hundred and fifty million dollars according to their numbers. Uh, he's an inept guy, but a nice guy nevertheless. Larry Hogan's a businessman with a business degree, runs a real estate company who won uh by six percentage points. He what I put in the article is just exactly what you said you were reading my mind, the bloated government bureaucracy needs to be tailored down. That's the first thing. The entitlement structures that maintain the Democrats here in Maryland, making it a deep blue state for so long, needs to be deteriorated, needs to be cut, needs to be trimmed. And if you look at the, at a national level, that's exactly what they need to do. They need to go to each department in the government and trim it by 10% the first year. 
across the board they have to find cuts, and they could do it by not filling any more jobs. Uh, and here in Maryland, as an example, we have people coming in from other countries. Within a week to two weeks, they're getting health care, housing care, food supplements, and so forth here in Maryland. you If you're a white guy and go in there, it's going to be 500 pieces of paperwork. If you're some other race and or an, uh, a foreigner, you just walk right in and get it. This is a truism. I've heard this over and over and over again. There's a stumbling block here in our mindset amongst the, the, the entitlement structure here. Who gets what in, in the state? And, and the people that are paying the bills, by and large, cannot get uh, benefits. If you go into any, uh, just real quick, into any business, you go to the wall when the employees sign in for the day, you'll see all these signs of the benefits that the employees get. There's no benefits for employers who are paying the bills, and they're pulling more and more and more here. We're one of the highest tax states in the country, and I'm sure other uh, country, uh, other states are facing this fact. And other, if you go across the uh, uh, world, Turkey, uh, Italy, and the other, Portugal, they're all pretty much bankrupt from having entitlement uh, bureaucracies there. So we're headed in that direction. With the $17 trillion plus debt, how long can we sustain that? And that's the craziness of America and uh, entitlement structures in general. You know, the first thing, the very first thing that, I, that comes to my mind, and boy, if I was president-elect, I would do the following. Get government out of education. I'd fire yeah. Common Core. There's not going to be a federal government going to regulate my child's education. We're not – I mean, look at the things that are taking place daily when they're trying to – enter into education uh, the Muslim religion. Now, what happened with uh, uh, Christianity when it was removed from schools? Well, what did we create? A complete criminal society. Crime went up about 80% since the time that the uh, that uh, religion was removed from the schools. You can't even say the Pledge of Allegiance in the schools. There, We have to get government out of schools and return. I like to think of turning politics back to local. Everything ought to be run local. If your kids are in school, you ought to be able to go to those uh meetings from the school and say, listen, you folks are doing wrong. Stop it or we're going to fire your ass. There should be no such thing as a teacher who cannot be fired. That is not a an American trait. Look at what we have to face with some of the uh, professors in colleges. Communist terrorists. Come on, Bill Ayers, anyone? I cannot believe that we're that stupid to allow people to be able to keep a job and to be anti-American. It's the most disgusting, despicable thing in the world. We have got to get government out of our private lives. Do you know the Constitution says the government is to protect America and Americans? Everything else is left up to the states and their local governments, period. My period is still better than Obama. I would go further than what you said. I would decertify the education department of the federal government and the edu- and the energy department. Those are two departments we do not need, and they're interfering with local and regional uh, educational uh, movements around here, especially in my county. Common Core education pulls the bottom up and pulls the top down. There is no intellectual equality in this world. People are born with the gifts that they have, and to, to try to equalize it through some fanatical common core education curriculum is absolutely absurd and and, and it should be stopped you're absolutely correct the people are protesting all over the country we already have michelle obama inside our our lunchrooms and she's failed she's a failed lawyer and a failed nutritionist that program has failed and you see the caboose on her backside (laughs) you know she's overeating so absolutely look at Jeb Bush down here in Florida, he destroyed the school systems with his yeah. no child left behind. Yeah, that was common for his beginning. You know, he took the bottom up yeah. and the top down. Exactly yeah. the way you just got saying. And now we've got him out there saying, oh, those illegals broke the law. But they did it out of love, and we should 
forgive them for that and give them amnesty. He'll never be president. This man will never, ever be president. He's another Bush that's going to destroy this country just as well. We need a Ted Cruz in there. We need someone in there who has thought process, who has sense and sensibility to run a government, not these crazies that have been running around and the rhinos that we have out there saying that they're going to help America. Educated out of this world, but you know where you got your education the best is from life experience, and that's what I appreciate most about you. You are you are me made over. We are a team. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I love what we talk about on this program every Thursday morning, and we are going to never give up because we're not going to give up on America. Yeah. We're going to teach. We're going to bring the truth out there, and we don't give a damn who the truth hurts because we're not politically correct. And I want to extinguish that from America. Political correctness is corruption, and that is indeed what that is going to lead to in every circumstance. So I'll see you again next Thursday. Thank you. Dear President Obama, We, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.